Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Welcome to this episode of That's What She Said, which is an introduction to how to fucking communicate. This is specifically for business owners, this one. So um, if you are not a business owner, I want you to go listen to so many of the other podcasts. In particular, last week with Hey Berna was amazing. So um, that might be fantastic for you to listen to. Otherwise, if you do have a business, you, as you know, steership registration has ended and that involves a lot of in-person stuff like flying to Santa Fe, flying to LA. Um, if that's something that you can't do because you are currently, um, have lots of reasons for that. Like you're caregiving, you're caretaking, you're pregnant, you're breastfeeding, you are exhausted, you have a chronic illness, you have all of the above, any of the above, um, I'm opening up a year-long program called KK on Tap, which is you work with me for a year from where you are, so we work together virtually um, using a bunch of one-on-one calls. It's my lowest monthly payment plan ever. It's a whole year. Um, nine spots are full. I sent the emails out secretly. Um, 11 spots are open and I have not shared it publicly. So I want you to shoot me an email and I'll send you the information. And that's k at kristenkelp.com or go to kristenkelp.com and hit contact. Either way, talk to me. You can slide into my Instagram DMs if you want. Just let me know that you are interested in working with me further and I will send you information. I suspect that it will fill fast. Whatever spots are not full this week, I will then open to the general populace and to everyone who does not have the courage to email me first. Okay. Okay. So that's that. K at kristenkelp.com. KK on tap is a year. It's a bunch of one-on-one calls, a bunch of uh, group coaching calls, a secret meetup and um, glorious wondrousness that is you having me on your side for a whole year. So, Okay, kristenkelp.com, and let's talk about how to fucking communicate. 
which is about getting started on the road to actually talking to your peeps on a regular basis without shame and fretting and the wailing and gnashing of teeth, right? And this is one that I've had to learn the hard way, which is why it's so like, oh, guys, I can, we can do this. I can teach you this. <laughs> For lots of years, I figured that someone else knew best about how I should be communicating. And when I talk about communicating here, I'm specifically talking about email, but it can also apply to texting or to snail mail. Anything that is not controlled or in any way influenced by the algorithms of a social media company counts as communicating. So I do not count Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, any of that as communicating because you are ultimately not in charge of who you're, who you're communicating with, who you're talking to, who sees it, how they see it, or when they see it. Whereas if you're texting people, if you are sending snail mail to people, if you are emailing people, you are making sure that you have access to your people when you would like, which is what I refer to as communicating. Okay. It sounds really silly to me to think that I trusted quote-unquote experts to help me navigate the world of business, but I absolutely did. And I took in a bunch of their information, even though it frequently felt sort of off, it felt wrong, it felt gross, it felt really, really, really general. Uh, and it mostly worked, but not in a way that was fun or interesting. So I was told to, and I'm sure this is going to be completely unrelatable, I was told to hustle all the time, but be quote-unquote authentic, but not too authentic because you need to be professional, but not too professional because then you don't stand out from the crowd and put yourself out there, but not like that. Like, not, not like that. So it was a bit confusing, to say the least. Personally, I hated hearing from people and from businesses only when they were selling something. And at the same time, I was worried, I still am worried about how much noise email and marketing and talking about products and services generates in general. I didn't want to contribute to the noise, which means naturally, I only emailed my peeps when I was selling something for the first nine years of being, in, for the first seven years of being in business. Brilliant. I know. So it took seven years of the nine that I've been in business to realize three things, which are going to seem painfully simple, but also incredibly difficult to grasp. One, I don't have to communicate like everyone else communicates. Two, these people want to hear from me. And three, their responsiveness or lack thereof to any single piece of communication in no way indicates how much impact I'm having on their lives. So I'm going to dive deeper into those. I just want to give you the heads up that this is an excerpt from a longer upcoming class, How to Fucking Communicate. It is all about how to actually communicate with the people on your email list instead of, one, failing to create a list, two, acting as if that list is actually a hive of poisonous and deadly creatures that will kill you if you send a single email, or three, truly believing that even though, even though these people said they want to hear from you, they don't actually want to hear from you because they are all lying liars with better ways to spend their time. The vast majority of people that I've met and that I've talked to that own businesses fall into one of these three categories. One, no list. Two, list but never communicate with list. Or three, list but only communicate when you're selling something because there's no way that you just want to talk to people. 
Uh, I have been all three of those people, and I've moved through it to a fourth place where I communicate with my peeps weekly. This is a one-off class that goes down on Friday, September 28th from 4 to 6-ish p.m. Uh, you can pick up your seat and, of course, a recording at the same time. I'll send it to you afterward at kristenkelp.com slash communicate. And the class, in case you're wondering, is $39. So if you actually sent promotional emails, if you actually talked to your people and let them know what was going on, do you stand to make $39? My guess is yes. So let's do this. Pick up your seat, kristenkelp.com slash communicate. Okay, so again, this is an excerpt of a much bigger class, and I am saving the most embarrassing parts for the paid moments, but this is going to get you started. So first, you don't have to communicate like everyone else communicates. There are people out there, God bless them, who have their creative calendars planned for the next 12 months. They are very willing to share their type A planners with you on Pinterest or as a free download with opt-in or as a free webinar that sells you something later because it's Pinteresting or all three. And for me, the concept of a quote-unquote creative calendar that is solid and that you stick to one year out is complete and utter bullshit. My creative calendar, which dictates, dictates podcasts, blog posts, and emails, is planned for four weeks out tops. So I absolutely have a marketing calendar and I know what I'll be marketing for the next six months, but what I will be writing about, what I'll be talking about, what I will generally be sharing is always based in my life at the moment of writing. And I cannot anticipate how I will, how I will feeling or what is going on at the moment of writing a year from now. I've been podcasting weekly for over three years now and blogging for more than nine, which means communicating for more than nine and not once have I stuck to an editorial calendar or otherwise managed to keep to a strict content schedule? I have made calendars, absolutely. I have scribbled gorgeous plans that are perfect on paper. And then, within four weeks of starting them, I am bored out of my fucking mind because I know where it's all going. And then I make something up, I throw the whole plan out, and I do what I want. So I've just stopped making the longer plans. Also, can we stop calling it content? Because it's, it's art, it's poetry, it's emails, it's podcasts, it's images, it's witty commentary, it's advice, it's useful creativity, it's all of the above. And calling it content makes us sound like really sad robots pushing out blocks of shiny, commodifiable garbage. That was an aside. So you don't have to communicate like everyone else communicates. The trick to communicating is simply consistency. If you say you're going to communicate with your peeps once a month via email, make sure you do. If it's once a week or twice a week or every seventh Tuesday or on the full moon or only when the sun sets after 8 p.m., do that. The point is whether you do what you say you're going to do, particularly the pact you make with yourself to do it, not the frequency of your communication. The length, frequency, and template of your communication is entirely yours. And again, you're going to see people, usually experts, saying that you have to be SEO friendly or you have to have more than 300 words or write using words at or below a fourth grade reading level or structure your posts to align with social media, which aligns with Mercury as it enters the house of the rising sun or whatever. But no, the length, frequency, and template of your communication is entirely yours. And again, I'm pushing email specifically because we all have an email account and because Mark Zuckerberg does not own the algorithms that govern whether or not you read your email. 
any platform in which you communicate directly with your peeps, such as email, texting, or snail mail counts as communicating. Your personal cocktail, uh, communication cocktail or template might be a stunning image and an inspirational quote with a link to book your work. It might be a short poem and a testimonial about your work. It might be three links to your latest, three links to your latest products and a discount code. It might be your latest blog post written out and sent as a standalone email so peeps remember to visit your website. It might be 19 paragraphs from your upcoming novel delivered every Wednesday for a month. It might be a single podcast episode or a series of podcasts. It might be recent interviews that you have done, either that you've conducted or that others have conducted with and of you. It might be a few snippets of your life right now and a call to action. It might be new products, featured products, or sale products. It might just be shopping. That's fine. It might be new services, a featured service, or an update on the availability of a service. It might be all of the above or none of the above. Your communication might benefit from having a template, that's true, but it in no way requires you to lock one in for life. So when it comes to your communication cocktail, this is actually pretty simple. How often do you prefer to communicate? And we're not talking aspirational self that can totally like dial it in and communicate every week. If you haven't been communicating at all for the last year, once a month is more than enough. Can you feel how your whole body just sort of like, oh, okay, I can do that. And if you're used to monthly communication, maybe every two weeks, maybe every week. Great. Wonderful. And then which length of email do you prefer to send? Would you say short, medium, or long? Like, do you like opening emails that are just pages long? Do you like opening emails that are just a sentence and a link? Do you like to be somewhere in between? And then what do you really want to sell, move, or promote in the next few months? Because that's going to determine what you talk about in some ways. And what do you want to share with your peeps that is not about selling, moving, or promoting a product? So what's neat, what's cool, what's fun, what's awesome, what's influencing you, what has stolen your attention, what has dropped your jaw in wonder? Those are also fantastic things to share with your peeps. When you lock in a time frame, a length, and a topic or two, communicating is much, much less scary than it was even a few minutes ago. So that's looking like I'm going to send blank every blank days. I can talk about blank or blank or blank, and I will be sure to mention blank since that's what pays the bills. So in this case, in this moment, should I fill this in? It's just, I'm going to send an email every week and I'm going to talk about uh, communicating, about working with a coach and about breath work. And I will be sure to mention KK on tap since that's what pays the bills. Done, easy, simple. You can absolutely make it more complicated than that, but having a baseline to work from is really incredibly helpful. However, what you might have just heard was, aha, Kristen says I can communicate my way. And that means I send one half-hearted email to my peeps every 10 to 12 months or whenever I panic about money. That is my way. <laughs> and the truth is, no, you do not get off that easily. Because number two, remember, your people want to hear from you. 
if you can really, truly believe this, you are golden. And I know it takes a long time to get there. Here's the opposite side of that, though. If your peeps are suddenly full of hatred for you and resent your very existence, which is what you fear every time you don't send an email, then they will unsubscribe. That is the worst that will happen, that they will not get your emails or texts or snail mail any longer. Until they have actively done that, it's safe to assume that they want to hear what you have to say. Even if all you have to say is a personal story and the only thing notable you've done this week is find the world's greatest otter gif. Great, share that. Also, they want to hear from you even if there are quote-unquote only 7 or 19 or 123 of them. Your list size has nothing to do with the fact that these people have agreed to your talking with them via email. The number has no bearing on whether or not they want to hear from you. The number is just a number. Communicating is more about keeping a line open between you and your peeps than it is about making a direct offer every single time you write to them. When you share the greatest otter gif in the world, you're much more likely to get positive responses and build rapport and let people see you, which does wonders for your business in the long run. Also, don't be frustrated by how quickly people respond to gifs and how slow they are to respond to any of your big, deep, soulful work. We're human, we love puppies, when you combine the two in profoundly interesting ways, you hear from people, and sometimes the soul stuff scares the shit out of people. Doesn't mean you stop talking about it. Here's the caveat to the otter gifs and the animal gifs and all of the puppies. The less frequently you communicate, the more likely you have to make an offer each time you do so. So sending a single animal gif email every six months is not communicating, it's phoning it in. Likewise, sending three offers a week every week like you are suddenly j crew sending sale emails is probably going to be overkill i don't actually know how often you should talk to your peeps but i do know that most creative humans i've worked with over the course of a lot of years err on the side of under communicating underselling and under offering which generally leads to financial turmoil and stress so let me repeat that i don't actually know how often you should be communicating there's no prescription unless I specifically talk to you. But I do know that most creative humans that I've worked with err on the side of under-communicating, under-selling, meaning you just add whatever you have for sale as a PS at the end, and under-offering, meaning like, I just hope they'll figure out that I'm awesome. And that generally leads to financial turmoil and stress. Further, in case this is scary and you don't want to make offers, communication is not always about being useful. It's not always about being of service by sharing 10 tips or seven tricks or four helpful clues. The emails I've received the biggest, most heartfelt, deep responses to have been those of solidarity. I'm having a hard time or I've had a hard time and I just wanna say I'm with you if you're having a hard time too. I do that in lengthy paragraphs. I do that in poems. I do that in short quips. I do that in quotes. I do that by sharing simple, simple products that I, that I have. That when there has been part of no calculated plan to paper the internet with life hacks. There has been no overarching plan that leads to a sales funnel and to six-figure whatever's at the end. It's been simply, I'm a human, and I bet you're human too. There is power in being a human consistently. Consistency is the key to the whole thing, and if all you do is decide you're going to communicate X times a month, and then you actually do that, this course will 
pay for itself. Finally, and this is like the, the hardest, deepest one to get, you can touch people with that without their having told you so. In fact, the more profound the shift, the more vulnerable it is to share it. So I know that you're really worried that you don't have anything to say and that what you're saying, making, creating, or sharing isn't finding the right people. But here's the deal. I've had my life profoundly shifted by lots of people and never written them a single email. Why? Because I naturally assume they're busy, they're tired, and they aren't the people checking their own email. If you want examples of people just this year that that's happened with, uh, yes, they're all authors. And that's Glennon Doyle, Rob Bell, Matt Haig, and Brene Brown. They have caused deep and profound and lovely shifts within me. And also, I have not written to them. So I've had people casually write to me and share kind words, starting with something like, now that I've been on your list for seven years, or I've admired you ever since event that took place a decade ago. And this is the first time they're emailing me or talking to me at all. My peeps tend to be quiet. They tend to respect boundaries and they tend to be deathly afraid of not quote unquote wasting anyone's time. If those are your peeps too, you might not get the response you're looking for each time you send out something. That doesn't mean you're not doing good work in the world. Doesn't mean nobody's paying attention. Your work, particularly your communication, has a cumulative effect in the world. The overall response to a single letter, image, poem, podcast, painting, song, piece of art, class, or offer is not measurable. And you have absolutely no control over how it impacts the lives of those who take it in. All you can do is keep doing your work. If kind words are your only measure of your work and your worth, you'll probably come up short every time. If, however, you accept kind words as a gift and keep on working, regardless of whether the accolades are piling in, you will find yourself happier and healthier in your business life. Your job is to do your work and to keep sharing it whenever possible. Keep giving people reasons to share their kind words seven to ten years from now. So I am so, so grateful for every kind email that I receive. I also plan on receiving exactly zero kind emails in a week. Often my peeps don't reply to my emails at all. This is thousands of people getting an email and literally no one responds sometimes. I send them every week regardless. Doesn't mean my message isn't being heard. Doesn't mean my life is a failure. Just means they don't want to quote unquote bother me. Lest you think this lesson is obvious, this is a recent lesson that is still sinking in. And I've been doing this work, this particular work of making things and sharing them and talking to people and coaching for nine years. It took an absurdly, absurdly long amount of time for me to believe that I could be both being listened to and not receiving tons of feedback at the same time right? Because I can see my stats. I can see the podcast stats are growing. And I can also see that I ask people to email me every single week from the podcast and that exactly zero to one people do, right? So let's, let's check in with the bother factor because you're like, yeah, 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 that's nice for you, but it doesn't apply to me. Ooh, let's turn that around. The bother factor is 
How many kind, loving emails to total strangers have you written in the past year? So like, just like fan gush. The answer is probably zero, maybe one. How many people have changed your patterns, your way of thinking, your habits, or your behavior without ever knowing that they've done so? And you can even say in the past year. So these are, these are authors, these are speakers, these are TED Talks, these are strangers, these are people on the train, these are people you follow on Instagram, or you've had moments of shifting. My guess is that there are at least five to ten of those people in the past year. So notice there's at least five to ten of those people in the past year, probably more, and you've probably sent zero to one emails, if that. What I'm trying to establish is that even for you, even for me, 90% of the good, kind work that people do that seeps into our souls, we never actually articulate to those people. I am making a case that if you do this as well, that that can also be happening to you and with your work in the world, which is a profound gift to realize that just because you're not getting shiny confetti bombs in the, in your snail mail every week does not mean that nobody's being changed by you. Next question. How often do you quote unquote mind if people talk to you? Like for me, for example, like, are you on my email list? Is a weekly email okay? And if you're here and you're listening, the answer is probably, yeah, it is. Okay. If a weekly email is okay for me, how often do you talk to your people via your business? And is there a disparity between what you accept from others, i.e. me, for example, and what you do for yourself and your business? Trick question there is, or you wouldn't be here. So two things, I dare you to write to one of those people whose work you've enjoyed, who've, who've given you some sort of profound soul shift, and it can be really small. It doesn't have to be a big, giant, like earth-shattering orgasm of life. It can be a small shift, because often small shifts over time make the biggest difference. Write to them. Let them know that you love them. And then go back and review your communication cocktail. So this is really, really simple. And it's just, I will send X email every X days, somewhere between zero and 30. I'm going to talk about blank or blank or blank. And I'm going to be sure to mention blank since that's what pays the bills. You're just locking in a time frame, a length, a topic or two, and a thing that you would like to move, sell, push, or otherwise draw attention to. That's it. If you make that and lock it down, you are worlds ahead of where you were when we started. And again, if you want to do the full class, which goes down live on September 28th, and of course you get the recording if you can't make it live, I want you to go to kristenkelp.com slash communicate and grab your seat. It's 39 bucks and you stand to make a shit ton more than that. So go fucking get it. I love you. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Um, let me know what your communication plan is. Generally talk to me. You know the drill. K at kristenkelp.com or go to kristenkelp.com, click contact and send me a friggin' note. That is your job. Now I will see you in class and I love you and thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next time. 
Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.